It's June 8th, 2022. Welcome to the new reality edition of Bite Marks Cafe right here on Hawaii Public Radio, where we serve you the first bite of today's science, technology, and innovation. I'm Bert Lum. This week, we will jump right into our conversation about an application called Unruler that helps to tell your story. And of course, uh, I'd like to welcome a couple of key people in Unruler. That's going to be Will Rapoon and Aaron Shorn. And they're here to tell us about the app and uh, how they went about developing it and, and some of the typical use cases for Unruler. And I want to welcome you both to Bite Marks Cafe. Thanks for having us, Bert. Hey, uh, well, Bert, thank you so much for having us. Sure. And of course, uh, let me let me start with Will. And, and Will, I, I know that, uh, <clears throat> you know, the... The Unruler team, I mean, I've got uh, two-thirds of the Unruler team right here on the radio with us. And, and Will, you're, you're one of the co-founders. And, and maybe give, give us a little bit about the creation story behind Unruler. Yeah. Um, so we, we kicked off in early 2019. Um, the, the creation story goes pretty far back, you know, and it's it pretty complicated. But, you know, when we boil it down... A lot of it comes from Hawaii and where we grew up here. That there's, when you grew up here, there's a, always a big gap between the things you see celebrated outside of school and the things you see celebrated inside of school. Um, you outside of school, you, you don't have tests, you don't have grades, and, and that's that's all you see inside school. But outside of school, in the community, there's so many more skills, so many more things celebrated, and that gap was always a little bit jarring. Mm-hmm. And so Unruler is kind of our attempt to say, hey, like how if we wanted to celebrate the same things and those same kind of skills, like what what would it take? And so that's kind of where we came up with the idea for Unruler. And and uh, <clears throat> you know before people start wondering Unruler, how do you actually spell Unruler? <laughs> yeah, Unruler. It's uh, U N R U L R. It's like a ruler without the e. Okay. Okay. So, uh, and 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 maybe telling me how did you decide uh, on a name like Unruler? Yeah, well, you know, if a ruler is like your traditional way of measuring things, like we talked about earlier, just now the tests and, and GPAs, we mm-hmm. want to be the opposite of that. We want to try to be a way to capture the things that are that have been hard to measure traditionally. Mm-hmm. And and of course, uh, I uh, it appeals to me because you know when we do things like uh, unconferences, I mean, the whole idea <laughs> behind a conference was a pretty structured place where people can go and sit in an audience and listen to a panel, whereas an unconference was a, you know, more of a organic kind of uh, uh, gathering. <clears throat> and, and I get the same feel with a, a title like um, Unruler. I think, I think it's good. Now, okay, so Will, can you describe a little bit about what, you know, what problem you're trying to solve? I mean, I, I heard what you just said about the experience inside school and the experience outside school. So how does Unruler help to uh, perhaps better tell the story of, of, of learning? Yeah, so like when you have just a test score or a GPA or maybe even a paper grade, it's a pretty narrow view of, of who that student is. Like, you know, in real life, in the real world, if you were to tell me like my, my job performance would be assessed by a test at the, at the end of every year, I think that's, you know, kind of silly. Mm-hmm. That's, that's how we do it in schools. And so what we want to do is really try to capture like a much more nuanced picture of what learning is and what growth is and what, what it means to be a learner. And so we try to do that by offering, you know, students agency and how they document that with, you know, images and videos 
And however they, they want to tell their own story about their learning. And so, and that's a good chance for uh, you to share a little bit about what, what does the app enable you to do? I mean, in, in, in terms of the content that you might want to uh, put onto the site and, and, and share that story, what is it that the, the actual application enables you to do? Yeah, so the application it lets you create like your own small community. So usually those communities are run by teachers or by leaders of small organizations. And within that community, your your members can kind of um, use their phone or their or their computer to kind of share pictures and videos of what they're working on, as well as tag it with appropriate cogs mm-hmm. that represent what they're working on. Cogs are something that's an acronym that we use called concepts, outcomes, goals, and skills which we end up using because nobody could decide on which one of those words to use, so we just created an acronym from them. <laughs> Good. Um, yeah, yeah. So, um, but those are all customizable to that organization. Because one of the things we really firmly believe in is that, like, learning and impact, that's all localized. It, it's what learning is in one place. It's not the same as what learning is somewhere else. And we think that should be reflected in the work that's done. And so, Will, what's your what's your background? I mean, are you a teacher or are you a developer? I mean, you've you've pretty much created this application from your own skill, right? Uh, as a coder, as a developer. Uh, so, what is what what did you bring to this um, uh, this whole unruler experience? Was it uh, experience as a teacher or was it more of a, as a developer? Definitely, mostly as a developer. Um, my, de- my degree back in the day was actually in computer science. I didn't really think I was going to be a software engineer. It was more like, oh, well, this is pretty useful, whatever I end up doing. But then I ended up really liking it. And so um, that's definitely the lens I bring to the work we do. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy trying to solve problems and understanding what people's pain points are and, and trying to help things. But at the same time, you know, learning is like, if I've learned one thing about myself in life, it's that like learning is so important. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's what keeps me going. And so, I just want to see if there's other ways to help help that learning, help more people learn. I think. Yeah, that's great. And you know, people who have, of course, our listeners who have you know listened to Bite Marsh Cafe over the years are familiar with Aaron Shorn, and Aaron's been on the show. Primarily as a guest uh, talking about Nalukai over at the Hawaii Prep Academy, and and uh, Aaron, what 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 uh, what brings you to the unruler uh, sort of side of the story nowadays? So um, I was um, in, a couple of years ago um, building out Nalukai, this youth summer entrepreneurship program, mm-hmm. but I was also the K twelve capstone coordinator at Hawaii Preparatory Academy HPA. Um, in Waimea on Hawaii Island. And I was getting a master's in the summer of 2019 um, on Oahu. And um, and I ran into Evan Beachy, who's this incredible educator and trainer of teachers and um, really, you know, not just progressive, but innovative in the way he thinks about education. And I'm in his office at Kamehameha Schools, and he's blasting Jay Dilla and Pete Rock, two of my favorite musicians. So, like, I instantly like the guy. Uh-huh. Um, and we're talking about what I'm working on in the capstone program and about real-world learning and connecting youth to mentors and industry and cultural practitioners and really trying to break down that false wall between school and the real world. And he goes, you got to check out what my cousin is working on. And he, he picks up his phone, which was confusing to me, right? Because usually when we think about school, it's always on a laptop. 
and he shows me Unruler. And this is not a hyperbole, and I am prone to hyperbole. I start tearing up because here was this tool that I had been dreaming on napkins in Google Docs. Here was this tool that I had made so many bad attempts to create on my own. And it solved this huge problem for me, which was how do I authentically see growth? How do I have my students authentically capture their learning um, and allow us to tag it with what Will was talking about, these concepts, outcomes, goals, or skills? Um, and so it, it was a very liberating experience. I met Will, um, and, you know, fortunately, he's a pretty amazing human being. And I used the tool um, for um, two years and just really fell in love with it and viewed it as a way to scale the work I'm doing at Nalukai and the work I did at HPA and make learning so much more rooted in agency and allow learning communities, not just in schools, but in nonprofits, in organizations, to have their learners much more holistically document who they are in their journey. So you, you said a couple things there that uh, are really interesting. So in terms of trying to enable agency, uh, I, I really like to get into a little bit about the the use case that sure. you saw uh, Unruler filling. And so we'll kind of hold that thought. This is a teaser, right? So we'll hold that thought. We'll be right back after this short break to continue our conversation with both Will Rapoon and Aaron Shorn about Unruler. This is Bite Marks Cafe. Support for Bike Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributor Honolulu Waldorf School. Welcome back. This is Bike Marks Cafe. I'm Bert Lama. If you're just joining us, we're talking to Will Rapoon, founder, and Aaron Shorn, head of growth and community at Unruler. And right before the break, I, I had Aaron kind of getting into how he saw what Unruler could do and how he dreamt of doing this with things like Google Docs and and uh, seeing that it was all available on an app uh, that you could actually basically use on your phone. So, Aaron, I mean, walk me through a, a use case and where would where would you have a student start to actually add to this? And, and you, you brought up this sense of agency and what would compel a student to want to add, you know, content to uh, their particular portfolio through Unruler? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, to, to get a little meta first, um, a lot of school, um, no matter how wonderful the school is, can in many ways take away that agency for youth and take away confidence and a sense of belonging they have as creators and people engaging with the world and make them feel like they have to wait. Um, and that their story and their moments aren't worthy of capturing. And so for me, you know, the, that was the first use case, was how do I make it, um, how do I make it almost frictionless um, for um, youth and adults to be able to um, capture not just, you know, products and artifacts they're creating, but their process and their journey and their reflections. Um, and because Unruler um, is a mobile app, a web browser as well, but because it's a mobile app, um, and because um, it's much easier to capture visual, um, audio evidence, photos, video, um, it's a much easier way to get them to capture something kind of in the moment. Um, and so, you know, a use case in, in my case was in a capstone program, a senior projects program. 
Um, and Unruler became a way for my entire community to check in authentically, for us to kind of build trust with each other by um, posting um, in a feed, you know, a private feed that maybe 20 students were in and two adults, or maybe there were, you know, seven students in with an Unruler. Um, and every time a learner was posting, um, other learners were able to come in and post comments, just like within social media. Mm-hmm. And so what was so powerful about that use case was that learners were now teaching other learners, right? It wasn't just the teacher delivering content. Every time a learner was posting, it became kind of an artifact of learning. And, and Will, when you designed Unruler, was it, how did you accommodate for the variety of, of learning topics? Like you could have math, or you could have English, or you could have geography, or science. And each one would have its different, uh, perhaps out-of-school experience. How did you accommodate for the variety of different types of classes that could uh, perhaps use Unruler? Um, we, we definitely try to build it as flexible as possible, um, where you know it's up to the learner and maybe the teacher as well to kind of decide how they want to document things and what, what medium is best for them. Um, but, you know, we, we just really, I mean, it, it's a lot of, it's a lot of talking to our users and, and hearing from them what they want to do and what works best for them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so in terms of, uh, getting a teacher to use it, I mean, they have to have a fairly good sense of its capability and, and familiarity with the, you know, <clears throat> with the features to decide how would best, uh, how would students best use this platform? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, one of the things we try to do is we try to um, model a lot of the, the patterns after, like, uh, social media, right? So, mm-hmm. if, I mean, think about it. Like, everybody, I'd say not everybody, but the majority of people out there are already kind of trained in how to document their lives. I mean, they do it for, you know, Instagram or for Facebook or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, if we could use leverage those same patterns to get the, um, the, the students and the learners in there and, and you can go same skills and like how to take a video of something you're working on and how to caption it appropriately. You know, we're, we're scaffolding most of the way there to like fluency in this technology. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Aaron, you know, <clears throat> do you, have you, have you seen since you probably have a, a good cross section of student uh, uh, participation in an application like Unruler? I mean, what, what works best uh, to, to tell that story of, of learning and, and uh, experiencing, you know, that learning process? Um, I think, you know, video is incredible at capturing that process. Um, Even if a learner is just staring into their device and reflecting on a moment, and then, you know, or they're out, you know, off-site, you know, capturing it. You know, I think about that, like, kind of cliche image of, um, an academic researcher out in the field with their tape recorder, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, and, and they want to capture it, capture that moment before they forget it, right? And I think about the mobile phone and I think about Unruler in that same way, you know, to be able to that, that quickly and that easily capture, you know, when you are out on a trip or you're out in the community trying to document something, or even when you're in the moment, you know, or you want someone to film you as you go up for assembly, or you want someone to... Um, you want to kind of capture a reflection that you had after a conversation. That, to me, is so powerful in a tool like Unruler because it's sometimes easy to capture artifacts or kind of products of learning, 
what's really hard, I noticed, is capturing moments of learning and capturing kind of the journey of your learning, too. And that's what's exciting about Unruh. Can you, uh, uh, Aaron, can you give me an example of, of a, a particular post that captured that, that, that maybe stands out in your mind? 100%. Um, the, um, one of the greatest teachers in the history of mankind, Pualani Lincoln, mm-hmm. who teaches at Hawaii Preparatory Academy, um, a huge mentor of mine. Um, actually, I'm just going to spend the rest of our call talking about Pua Lincoln, if that's okay. With you. Um, <laughs> so, so Pua um, taught this senior capstone course called the Migrations of Moana Nui Akea. Mm-hmm. And um, she used Unruler um, just as much as a culture tool with her class as a kind of operations and structure and accountability tool. And so the first thing Pua asked her um, students to create an Unruler was a visual post that told the story of who they are and what fuels them. And um, there was a post by a student um, who does not feel comfortable sharing in a group setting, right? Whether it's that like Brene Brown circle fit, or um, even if it was, um, you know, a formal essay writing about who she is. But Unruler through video allowed her to share out who she was. She took this incredible video of herself um, roping cattle, um, leaning into her Paniolo heritage and white man. And there were like hundreds of data points in just a couple, you know, minutes, just a couple seconds. You could hear her family in the background. You could see her doing this incredible task that showcased her technical skills. And no essay would have shown that, right? No test to Will's point would have shown that. That, that video and the writing that she wrote and the cogs that she selected that came from Pua's rubrics and Pua's, you know, KPIs in a sense, mm-hmm. um, you know, really represented, I think, the power of Unruler to me. You know, you bring up uh, some, some great points and, and these data points, and, and maybe I'll have Will uh, share some thoughts behind this. So when someone is capturing that moment, uh, whether it's a video or photograph or uh, an audio how does that get translated into a a valuable data point that could be somehow uh, interpreted or used or or uh, informed of the let's say the success of a particular uh, capstone project? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so broadly, I think I think the answer is through cogs. Like where you know when you're when you're tagging it with a cog that's relevant to to your particular organization, um, and we see a variety of these. You know, we see stuff like design thinking cogs. We see um, the DOE GLOs are a set of cogs. The now open all values from the Office of Hawaiian Education is a set of cogs in there, and and those cogs can be can be um, customized to the organization, right? That's that's one of the, the selling points mm-hmm. for them. Like when you tag you with that, you know how this kind of curated data set that's all like, you know, tagged appropriately. So you want to see like, you know, which of the posts you think represents EK Hawaii. You just click on that cog and I can see all the posts that, that have been made that, that, that students and learners think represent EK Hawaii. So it's this, um, it's a little bit of like a categorization um, issue mm-hmm. or challenge there, but it, it's interesting in that like, it's a it's a very qualitative data set, right? It's all narrative, it's story, it's mo'olelo. These kids are telling about who they are and, and what they do, but it's also got this lens where you can flip it and look at it from like a little bit of a quantitative side, at least to see like the volume of posts coming through and and what what kids are doing with a particular aspect of, of learning. 
Yeah, yeah, and and <clears throat> you know, uh, I I do want to talk a little bit about a another uh, I think customer of yours, uh, Aaron, that uh, has embraced the product and and actually have gotten a lot of their partners to use it. So uh, again, we want to kind of like hold that thought. Uh, we will take a short break and of course uh, we'll continue our conversation with Wilbur Prune founder and Aaron Shorn head of growth over at Unruler this is Bite Marks Cafe support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR local talk show fund which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows mahalo to contributor Ulupono Initiative welcome back this is Bite Marks Cafe I'm Bert Lum if you're just joining us we're talking to Wilbur Prune founder and Aaron Shorn, Head of Growth and Community of Unruler. And, of course, uh, we're talking about telling stories. <clears throat> and it's more than just uh, telling stories. It's gathering you know, data and, and understanding the, the progress that uh, people are going through through this education process. And, and of course, uh, right before the break, uh, I wanted to tee Aaron up and maybe share a little bit about a, uh, a project that uh, – uh, that I'll, I'll mention it. You know, Vibrant Hawaii, a nonprofit on the Big Island, has has actually embraced Unruler to get a lot of their partners to use it. And maybe, Aaron, why don't you tell us a little bit about how uh, Vibrant Hawaii uses Unruler and, and why is it something that they wanted to incorporate into uh, a, a use case or a standard sort of uh, platform for others to use that are partnering with them? Yeah, thank you. Vibrant Hawaii is an incredible organization on Hawaii Island um, and one um, that is doing um, really important work um, in community resilience, um, in micro-investing and micro-granting, and in thinking about how we collect data differently, too. Um, and so uh, it's been a really beautiful organization to partner with. Um, they wanted to use Unruler because they had, I think Will kind of spoke to it earlier, um, key performance indicators, values that they wanted to have evidence of and that they were um, struggling using classic kind of metrics around qualitative and quantitative data to be able to show. And for, uh, for them, Unruler was powerful because um, people were able to um, more easily capture evidence of these key performance indicators, um, these values of the organization, um, and they were able to do it in a social space, an unruler. And so they could kind of teach each other in these cohorts and inspire each other. So as an example, <clears throat> if uh, an organization like uh, Vibrant Hawaii, uh, they have their sponsors, their donors, their philanthropic support. How would you describe how the the sort of um, KPIs, the evidence that is uncovered through unruler, can help them tell the story to their donors and their totally. philanthropic support that convinces them that, hey, we should continue to support these kinds of uh, programs uh, because here's the examples of success as a result of what people are sharing on, on Ruler. Totally. You know, they have um, these, these powerful indicators, living aloha, belonging, strong ohana, thriving community, resiliency, and a few more. Um, and it is it is hard to deny evidence that is visual mm-hmm, and that you mm-hmm. can hear and that you can see. Um, it, is, it is much more difficult to deny that evidence or to, or to not believe it when it's right in front of you, right? 
And I think, you know, an unruler for them to be able to capture evidence of living aloha and use COGS to kind of tag it as learners are posting um, to, you know, um, capture evidence of resilience through imagery, through, through video, through, um, through um, connected to writing. Um, that was really important for them um, because whether it was a funder, whether it was other organizations that they want to partner with, or whether that was creating a culture of documentation and storytelling within their learners or within the people that they're working with or funding, um, evidence was so important, you know. And, and I think, you know, in, in a previous conversation I had with someone um, who's, in, who's in the industry of learning in the corporate space, um, that person said to me, you know, what Unruler does is it collects evidence that fights cynicism because it's harder to deny that. Um, and at the same time, I think for, um, for vibrant storytelling is such a core part of who they are as an institution, um, as they're so grounded in Hawaii, and they, they view using Unruler as a storytelling vehicle as well. And so you said it, it helps to fight cynicism. Is that correct? Yes. And and uh, will, you know, in terms of uh, the 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 stories, the evidence, the KPIs that Unruler helps to uh, uh, better tell a story, better un, uh, uh, reveal. Uh, was it was it difficult to convince the, let's say the the donors, the funders, that it's more than just data points? How did you how did you convince anyone that? It's more than just data points. It's it's all about the story that contributed to that data. Well, I think that 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 need comes from the, the fundees themselves, the nonprofits, right? Mm-hmm. They, it's, I think it's very frustrating to live in that world and to be reduced to a set of like numbers. Totally. You know, like when when your goal is impact, when you're out there trying to change the world through the work you're doing, and then to have to fill out like a form saying how many people did you serve, you know, what ethnicity were they? Like how many of them marked four out of five on their on their satisfaction rating? That, that's that's pretty diminishing mm-hmm, with, mm-hmm. after all the work you put in. So yeah, they want to tell their story. They want to they want to build that narrative that shows that can have like vibrant that vibrant visual evidence of the impact they're having. So that need comes straight from them, which is and we're and we're so happy to help them with that. And so so will you know uh, in terms of Bert, can I interject for just one second? Sure, sure. So, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> Forgive me, Will. And I would I would argue that. Um, we're providing a different kind of data point mm-hmm. that that we're creating sensory data in Unruler, mm-hmm. um, and you could argue that that's still connected to qualitative data. But you know, every post in Unruler is is a sensory data point that I think um, adds nuance to um, just having you know those two choices of qual and quant. You know, that's a that's a really good point, and and I think. Uh... I would love to delve more deeply into these sort of sensory data points. Uh, of course, I could spend the rest, you know the rest of the time talking to uh, both of you about you know the future of Unruler and and where is the marketplace because I know you've got a pretty good good set of uh, um, customers here in in Hawaii. So 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 will real quickly. I mean, how are you gonna? Well, maybe <laughs> super quickly. Where are you gonna expand to? Um, I don't know. I think I think learning like, learning like this happens everywhere. You know, we part, we're probably particularly close to it here in, in Hawaii, where you know so much of our world is is tied to the natural world around us, and and, and close to that. 
you know, we're about half, half of our schools are here. I think half are on the mainland right now. We have a couple in Japan. Maybe I think we have our first one in South Korea right now, too. So we're, we're trying to, we, we see the appetite for this everywhere, and we're just trying to apply the lessons we learn here in our, in our growth. Well, well, you know, I'm, I'm going to probably have both of you guys come back on and tell us uh, some of the, the future plans for Unruler. But for now, I'll just post the uh, link on our website. Will Rapoon is the founder and, of course, Aaron Shorn, head of growth and community over at Unruler. And I want to thank you both for joining me today. Thank you for having us. And, of course, thank you for listening to Bite Mars Cafe. Join us next week when we'll talk about the key infrastructure that enables Hawaii's Internet connection. If you miss any part of this this edition, you can find a podcast of tonight's show on bitemarkscafe.org. And, of course, our engineers, David Chong, you can catch on us on HPR1 every Wednesday or anytime via the HPR app or your favorite podcast application. You stay safe. You stay awesome. We'll see you next week on another edition of Bite Marsh Cafe. Stay tuned. Reveal is next. <laughs>